The K Jazz Show Sundays on Kofifi FM 97.2. Thank you. 
This is bass player and composer Benjamin Juster. Uh, I was really saddened to hear about the loss of, of the great Musa Manzini. Um, not only a big fan of his work, but also deeply uh, inspired and also um, uh, affected by his art. And I think it had a, a direct um, impact on the way I choose to create music, but also the way I choose to play the bass. Uh, I said it on my social media a couple of days ago, but a lot of what he has done on the bass guitar and with his albums, especially um, his his first uh, first solo album, I think really um, inspired the way I play and approach the bass guitar. And I can I can literally hear a lot of the things that I do and how I approach soloing on the bass, or even how I uh, approach just getting the sound from the instrument, it's very much a reflection of who he was and how he approached the bass. A, a very interesting fact I found out not too long ago, actually, my, my high school teacher, a great man by the name of Fred Kate, was also Musa Manzini's teacher back in the days of MAP uh, at the Joseph Stone in Cape Town, for those of you who know that. Um, so I just find that link to be very interesting and I think maybe just speaking to, to my music teacher, Fred Kate's uh, ability to really connect the the ideas between how to approach improvising as a jazz musician but also how to play music for what it is you know how to bring the music out with any song and i think uh i have that ability but i, I definitely feel that musa also had that ability to really be himself on 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 any song but also bring out the music 
as it needs to be uh, portrayed. Um, really, really sad about this loss, and I think it's a great uh, loss for the for the for the South African music industry and the jazz fraternity as a whole. Um, and I hope that a lot of young people who do not know Musa Manzini and his work are now going out there and listening to his music and seeing how they can take that and also be inspired and move the music forward. Uh, God bless. Thank <laughs> you. 
Hello everybody, this is Matsa Komusito. I am a radio and television broadcaster with the public broadcaster and it just brings me so much joy to be able to reflect on the music of Musa Manzini. Ah, where does one begin? Um, Honestly, where does one begin? My first introduction to Musa Manzini was in high school, I'm revealing my age now, but in the early 2000s, um, my brother, my cousin brother, Mutusi, who was a big jazz collector, I think I've always just been so blessed between my father, who was uh, a jazz musician with the African Jazz Pioneers, and brothers and uncles who were avid jazz music appreciators and collectors. I was always just so blessed to be able to you know, be introduced to wonderful flavors of jazz music from the continent and around the world. So Musa Manzini landed on my lap with uh, a CD from my brother. Um, the album was titled Reflections. And I remember I just, I didn't have the words for it. I think I was just too wet behind the ears, so to speak. So I just didn't have the language for how wonderful the music was it just opened up portals of um, just a, a calmness and um, also a, a, a deep reflection. I think also with the title of that album, it was exactly that. You know, it was very reflective. It, you know, kind of demanded of one to just sit and really reflect on life, on emotion, on being in touch with who you are. So that was my first introduction to Mosa Manzini, but I've been an avid follower of his music ever since. And getting into the media space and deciding, you know, that my personal discourse would be in the music, he was always there. His music was always there. Uh, Reflections being the first introduction um, album-wise. And then my ultimate favorite was Tributes and Memories, which I carried in my spirit actually for the last couple of weeks, uh, playing that music in my car and just thinking about how amazing and talented he was. When you really look at bass guitarists over time and how um, he was right at the top of the food chain where in, in terms of being an artist that was able to just merge contemporary and traditional music in the way that he did it. If that's not talent, I don't know what is. So for me, Musa Manzini will always be 
that guy who really gave the bass guitar a personality, a character, and most importantly, really made it made music for the people, the reflective music of the people. He was right up there um, in the league with the best of the best. I think of the other bass guitarists of yesteryear, the Stanley Clarks of this world, the James Jemisons of this world, the Sipokumetes of this world. And I just want to send big blessings to his family who have taken care of him right up until his transition.
I met Musa Manzini on the set of Backstage. I was 19 years old, uh, graduated from film school, City Varsity, and uh, I was hungry to make my mark in the South African entertainment industry as a actor predominantly, but music was always my passion. And, um, you know, another branch of um, authentic self-expression, you know, higher forms of self-expression. But uh, at the age of 19, um, I had a history uh, singing in choirs, a cappella groups, but I hadn't yet developed my own sound and, um, you know, my own, I would say, brand within music at that point in time. I was still young within songwriting and production and composing and, um, you know, needed some form of guidance. And um, the keyboardist of Musa Manzini was Ntlantla. And Ntlantla, I remember, went up to Musa one day. He told me the story. He went up to Musa and said, you need to give this boy a chance. There's something special about him. And um, that's also kind of like what sparked Musa's and, and my relationship. I would sit with him in between scenes, uh, filming scenes on set, coming off set, and then sitting with him. Um, in his studio while he was doing the mood music as he was the musical director of Scandal at that point in time. And I gained so much knowledge and wisdom and he exposed me. He, I remember one day he played Frank McComb's new album. Frank McComb just released his album Love Stories and uh, we got into his 4x4 and drove around Cape Town and, you know, it was misty and a little bit of, it was raining a bit. And we were listening to the album, you know, listening to Richard Borna playing bass on some of the songs. And, you know, uh, Musa just poured whatever he had, his, his love for music, his creativity, his um, immense skill. You know, he would share that with me. And uh, ultimately, I had the opportunity to record three of my own original songs that Musa helped me arrange organized some great musicians in Cape Town to um, do live recordings of, of the demo for me. Um, I also had an opportunity to perform with Jonathan Butler through Musa as he was, Jonathan Butler was actually the first act that performed on backstage. And um, I remember he came off set one day, I was sitting behind a piano and, and playing and Jonathan Butler, Butler stopped and he was like, so you're a musician as well? Um, do you have a demo? I didn't have a demo at that point in time. And um, yeah, he invited uh, myself and some of the other cast members of Backstage to watch him perform at the North Sea Jazz Festival and um, at one of the clubs at Grand West. Um, <clears throat> and when he was performing, he called me up on stage and Musa was playing bass for Jonathan at that gig, Hanover Street, that's the, that's the club's name. And I had an opportunity to perform with Jonathan Butler, which was a dream come true for me. He's a phenomenal artist. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I moved to Johannesburg. Musa and I also shared a flat in Ilovo, and I had an opportunity to also, you know, have a personal and close experience of what he's like. And he used to have this thing first thing in the morning. Um, at that point in time, he was he was still smoking. But he would, when he wakes up in the morning, he would have a cigarette in his mouth, not light it, uh, pick up his base, <laughs> um, lean it against the window to to have some form of a, um, you know, to 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 get some form of sound like an ampli amplifier, and then he would do scales every morning for like an hour. He would just do that, and I would call him and and try and talk to him, but he would 
look at me kind of like zoned out because he was focused on on practicing and perfecting his t- technique and that's why that's who i know musa to be he was a giving loving generous kind-hearted um also strong-willed and at times a uh, stubborn individual because he believed in quality he believed in serving your highest form of self-expression and being your best and um he was also someone who was focused on on social fairness and people getting what they deserve and what they work for you know i feel the south african entertainment industry has lost a massive giant a mentor a custodian of quality and truth within the within the genre of music and um for all of us who have known musa we our lives are a lot poorer with with him not in it and um yeah man he deserves to be respected and celebrated for the giant he he was and for the legacy that he has left behind musically and in the hearts of many the KJS show sundays on kofifi fm 97.2 So this past Monday, the jazz world learned of the passing of South Africa's legend on the guitar. Musa Manzini was an educator, a collaborator, and played the bass as a lead instrument, pioneering in the steps of the likes of Sipo Kumete, Stanley Clark, Marcus Miller, and John Patichi. Since his transition, tributes have come from far and wide in the music industry. And here on the K-Jazz show, we managed to catch up with some of them from protégés, friends, family, including fellow musicians who've worked with Musa Manzini. And we've shared some of those with you as we pay tribute to the legend that will always be Musa Manzini to the people of South Africa. Joining us now this Sunday, friend and fellow artist Vusi Kumalo, and welcome back to manager and also longtime friend Mark Roth. Gentlemen, welcome to Kofi FM 97.2. Yeah, welcome, my brother. Listen, you know, it has been a few days, you know, Babusi, since we heard of the passing of the icon of, you know, South African music and the tributes have been pouring in since, you know, the news. And I felt that we needed to stop here, you know, for a minute and reflect on the life that was Musa Manzini. And I want, you know, to start with you and 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 your knowledge of course and your friendship with Bab Musa Manzini you know he has been celebrated whose voice was ahead of his time you know in South Africa and this has led to many young musicians who have looked up to him in terms of how he was as a brilliant educator and a player of the guitar let's talk about how you met Bab Musa Manzini and what has been the impact that he has had in your life and your music okay all right i met musa in 93 and this was, uh, you know, uh, when I, I had, I, w- I was actually working with uh, Mamiriam and, and Humor Sikera. So I was always, uh, you know, outside. And I met this young man, uh, you know, sounding great. And uh, I remember him calling me almost every day with uh, his, his friend in Tanta Makabura. And they said they wanted to come to Joburg and join me, you know. And... Uh, Okay, to cut the story short, we then had an agreement, and then I remember reaching them at Park Station, at Park Station, you know, at the bus uh, rank, and then we went to my my home, which was in, in, in Soweto at that time, 
and uh, was, then we connected with Zim Mawana as well. Um, Zim was always calling me as well, uh, asking me if, if we could do something together. He, he had just finished, uh, you know, uh, uh, studying at, at, at University of Devon. And uh, of course, um, we met and then we started a group. And then we did a, 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 a gig at Soft Town. There was a club which was called Soft, Soft Town uh, down at Johannesburg. And that's how we started uh, working together. You know, we, we, they, they stayed, stayed at my place and we used to laugh a lot, you know, because uh, you know how musicians, we all, always, uh, you know, talk a, a lot of uh, jokes and nonsense that we, we know about other musicians. And my, um, you know, my debut album, which I recorded in London, which is uh, the, the one track was a, a, a theme song for backstage, you know, and of course we met again, and then Mosa became uh, one of the, the, the musical directors because uh, I, I was never there, you know, I was always on the road. So uh, we connected again, and uh, when he re released his album with Carlo, and uh, uh, he invited me to come and play with him, you know, uh, which was nice. And then we have Heavy Swahili playing bass there. I don't know who was there again, the piano player. No, it, 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 it was Santa Macabula on, on piano and uh, uh, Lawrence Machiza. And uh, I know Mosa is a great musician who really loved other musicians, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, that's all I can say, man. And uh, now lately, when he met with, with uh, Balisa, fortunately, Balisa, Balisa she, she's my, you know, she's my friend and a sister. And yeah. uh, the whole thing, it became very tight, you know, the, the three of us. And and, and we, we, we know we, we're reflecting on how you met okay. Ubab Musamanzini. Yeah. And I also want to know, talk about and reflect with you now, you know, as, as someone who knew the educator side of Musamanzini, you know, um, tell us about his dedication to music, you know, and how he shared this very same passion with the students that he had. Uh, well, I, I can talk. I can talk about me and about his students. This was in, in between me and him. We shared so much uh, 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 common uh, music or, or passion. Let me put it that way. You know, and uh, our craft. It was about being the best uh, musician you can be. You know, practicing, practicing. You know, checking music. You know, that kind of thing. And. Uh, that's what I loved about him because he was very dedicated when it comes to uh, playing his bass and checking sounds. And we're listening to a lot of, of musicians from overseas, like uh, uh, Jaco Pastorius, you can name them, all the best bass players. And of course, I was checking good dramas as well. Mm. And uh, at that time, obviously, I was, I, I, I was uh, uh, traveling a lot, you know, and I would meet him when I come back home, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So what I loved about him is it was more of a dedication on, on his playing, you know, and he loved people. That's another thing. He, he loved uh, laughing as well, you know, you know, telling jokes, you know, that kind of thing, you know, especially with, with Intanta because they were very close. 
with Intasama Pakuda, you know. For mm. me, that was my rhythm section, you know, that that a tight rhythm section that I can uh, play with, you know. Yeah. 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 Kofi FM, we're in conversation with Mark Roth and Vusi Kumalo as we pay tribute to the life and times of the jazz musician Uba Musa Manzin. And I want to call, you know, Mark Roth into this conversation. I want to bring him in. And uh, he has uh, always been the longtime manager and friend of uh, Uba Musa Manzini. Mark, Mark, welcome back to the show. You know, um, you've been one of the most vocal I guess, in terms of sharing the music and the struggles of Umusa. And I really want us to go back to the beginning of the story, you know, when it comes to the history of this iconic musician. Let's talk about where it all began for Musa Manzini. Yo, thank you for having me, Guaco. I'm really appreciating once again. You've mm. been so supportive. Uh, yo, it's like, uh, like I think I told once on your shows as well, I came here in 95 for Pongini Gema. I was working for him. And then after the show, I didn't want to go back home to Switzerland. I'm from Switzerland. And I stayed in South Africa. I was working for other artists. And there was a tough time in, in Johannesburg that, um, that uh, I, I didn't have a job or maybe artists didn't know about me. I was still working as a sound engineer at that time. And I was always hustling. I was like, I was staying in Yoval, walking down via Peria, Hillbro, down to downtown studios, looking for jobs. Mm. And then there was this event, Arts Alive. And I go to that Arts Alive, uh, always go there, like try to check when the bands make sound checks, you know, make socializing and stuff like this. And there was a time Richard Bona was playing and, and, and Musa Manzini. So I was fortunate to walk in there to that sound check and Musa and me, we know each other just from high and by, but not really had discussions. And, and then Musa came to me and says, hey, are you not, uh, you are a sound engineer, right? I said, yes. He says, you know, my one, he didn't pick up today and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble here. I need a sound engineer. Would you be able to, to do the show for me? And I said, oh, with pleasure. And that's how it all began. And like, since then, that was in 2000. Yeah. And since then, we were like friends through thick and thin, you know, more brothers. We called each other for, for way too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to also, you know, get into the actual story with you, Mark. You know, some may even say that, you know, they're only hearing about Musa today, you know, as we reflect this Sunday on the life that he lived. Why do you think that was? Or maybe why would you say that Musa was an underrated musician in South Africa? Uh, that's that's uh, South Africa in general. They forgot. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm talking to my uh, to. Uh, it's so sad. Like I'm I'm talking to my stepdaughters um, uh, who are who are like the age of twenty four and twenty two, and when I mentioned to them like. Do you know Musa Manzini? They say no. Do you know Kaifa Simena? They don't know. So I, I think I blame on that. I blame definitely the media, mm. uh, also the, the radio stations. Of course, not Kofifi. <laughs> Kofifi, you guys supporting local. And I think we should we should worry more about our local talents. Yeah. You guys have so many rich talents here. In, in South Africa, like the other day, I was just telling Wusi when we met at Musa's house yesterday, I was telling him the story. I did the show 
with Miriam Makeba. And that was written on the poster, Angelique Kicho, international artist. Mm. Miriam Makeba, local artist. And then Miriam Makeba said, what is this? We are all international artists. Mm. And this is a bit overrated. So the, the, the music industry, either they blame the music when an artist is pa- passing, I'm sorry to say that, or they like, they play it while it's hype and then it's going. And, and this is so sad. That's why the legacy is not living on. And like, unfortunately, Musa was also talking about Musa. Yeah. His thickness with the tumor starting in 2006, he was not able to release any more albums. That's why he was totally forgotten, you know. And and this is, I think, this is a sad point about South Africa. There's so much hype about uh, about outside of the America. America, everything is America. The youngsters, they influenced by Americans, and yeah. so. And you guys have such a bright, beautiful culture. Everything, any style, whatever. We don't force people to listen to jazz. Or then listen to gospel if you feel gospel or whatever. You guys have so much local culture. And I, I believe that's why people like Musa got forgotten over the years. You know, this is the next thing that I was going to ask you. And you kind of, you, you walked into that one. You know, I wanted to say, you know, mm-hmm. struggled as a, a, a person mostly because of his health. And I know there are some social media posts that are currently circulating during this time that showed that his one surgery that he had when he played the guitar during the surgery, mm. you know, I want us to really talk about the journey of his health, you know, to better demonstrate how mm-hmm. he has come, you know, and, and if you can, you know, please share with us the details of this story, you know. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm going to tell you, guys the story the way Musa told me that story because he was even on BBC news and 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 everything about about that specific surgery when when he had the, the brain tumor and he was playing the guitar during the surgery and Musa you know Musa like if you know Musa you you always laugh with this guy he, you don't see him angry he always makes you laugh yeah. So he told me the story his way. And basically what, what happened is like he told me when when you see that the brain Musa had uh, had anesthesia for for cutting the brain open because there's there's nerves, there's you're gonna that would be very, very painful. But once the brain is open, they 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 um they they wake him up. Because the brain itself does not hurt, even if they cut it or whatever, you don't have nerves in there in the brain itself. Mm. So the reason they kept Musa awake during that operation was um, was um, that that uh, that he told me like you know when they take out the wire and they're talking to me and they can see I'm paralyzed on the half side of the face. Then they can see, oh, they took out the wrong wire, they put that wire back and they take another one. So basically that, that whole thing, as scary as it sounds, is to control him, does he get any paralysis? Mm. And that's why they did that whole surgery. And and you know, like uh Wussi can can um, can agree to that as well. Musa, when he talks, he talks. And you know, if you see yeah. the BBC yeah. video. 
if he's that he's talking non-stop to the doctor even my wife says oh musa is talking you know as sad as it is but yeah and but it was actually to to like control him yeah about does he has any paralysis yeah, during yeah. that surgery Yeah, yeah, and I want to shoot back to Ubab, 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 Vusi, uh, uh, and I think I want to bring you back to the conversation. I think you feel lonely there. Um, you and Musa, you know, have been Ubab uh, Vusi now. You know, you and Musa have been friends for years. What are you going to miss about Ubab Vusi? About 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 Ubab Musa Manzin? No, you know, I'll miss. Uh, you were saying, or you say it like that. I'm, I'm that character. I think we. We 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 actually uh, gelled together because of uh, this, you know, this uh, kind of uh, characters that we we have, you know, we have. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So and uh, we we talk about so many things. Well, what I liked about him is that he was very diverse. You know, when when we talk about you know we could talk about politics in the in the in the in the in the uh, showbiz showbiz industry. And just politics, you know, about the, our country or whatever. You don't understand. That's yeah. what I liked about him. It, it yeah. was he was really brilliant, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we used to talk a lot and talk nonsense. That's another thing, you know. We, that made it kept us alive, you know. You know, because we laughed all the time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and and still with you, Babuzi, uh, as an artist, you know, in South Africa, I want us to take this time, you know. to highlight the importance of appreciating the arts and those who have dedicated their lives to this industry and what words of comfort you know because i mean a lot of people follow the work of bab musamanzini what would you say to them you know today as we celebrate this icon who is now transitioning um, you know the sad, the sad part of it this is not a, it's not something new my friend You know, I mean, I you know I started working with uh, older musicians uh, from from when I was young, and for, fortunately, after the uh, Graceland uh, uh, you know album, which I was, uh, the, the response was different. You understand what I'm saying? You know, they took us serious more than uh, here at home, and of course, the album it became the the best record in the world, and uh, we. Musicians and paid a lot of tribute to 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 South Africa. Actually, liked the way we played, you know. And they were so surprised that hey, you guys, you know, you know, Jacob Bastores. How do you know these people? We said no. South Africa, man, is it, it, it's not like it's it, it's on on a different planet, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's you know, I, I mean, we have we listen to you to you guys, and they were so. surprised that we know know everything that they they actually doing there mm. and mm. Uh, yeah of course and uh, Musa has he had a, a, a great record right he had a great uh, album that he recorded you know so as I am I I, I recorded my album at, at, at Peter Gabriel Studios you know in London with with other great musicians like your, your you know uh you know your your uh Mark Anthony from Incognito and all that. Yeah. And 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 you know those guys they take they take us very seriously but look at this all the music the music that has been recorded by you can name a lot of guys like Tembam Kiza you know because we grew up together that music is not being played in the radio you understand yeah it's not being played in the radio all the music that is being played is music they even 
they they even prefer playing older music from 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 New York and all the DJs or or, or, or radio pres- presenters they know yeah. everything about musicians you know uh, abroad than here mm. they don't know anything about me yet I'm here do you understand what I'm saying they will tell you about uh, uh, you know whichever musician that that is there they they would even t- 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 tell you about about his dog what kind of food that is eating it's very sad my brother i mean as it is right now i'm, I'm doing a, a film about uh uh Mekis, you know there's a lot of people who don't know Kipi Mekis. and this is the guy who actually mentored uh huma scaler jonas Kwangwa, you know kefas mania and all those guys you understand mm. what i'm saying you know mm. so mm. i come up from from that from from that generation or from that school let me put it that way you know yeah 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 and i think so that's the best problem that we have yeah this is a conversation that i'd really love to have with you in studio because i think there's just so much to learn from you babvusi and i i will definitely get that in that invite coming straight to you because this is what we do we uncover and we make sure that we create you know a, a time capsule you know for south african music and those who who needs to be in the know will always be in the know but thank you for that mark you know we're wrapping up this conversation and i want you know to talk about how we as you know the followers of of the work of uba musamanzini in johannesburg because i know he has been laid to rest in kzn how do we you know uh, remember him here in johannesburg do we have dates do you have venues what can we talk about there yeah so what's going to happen is it's been hectic and um so what's going to happen is we're going to do a memorial service, but on the 30th of May, which is Musa's birthday, we're going to celebrate his life. We're going to we're gonna have an amazing memorial service at the Johannesburg Theater. And I, I, I hope everybody, everybody is going to be there. And Mr. Vusi Kumalo will also be there telling stories and we're just going to honor him because to me, Musa was not only a great friend, an amazing soul, uh, Musa was also a king for me. I looked up to him and, and uh, so let's celebrate the king. Let's, let's celebrate him like a king. He must have a beautiful takeoff. He must have a beautiful memory. And I just want to celebrate his birthday and remember him. And by that time, we also finish finish morning. I mean, the morning will always be here. But it's been a hard week. I'm here in Joburg trying to sort out so many things about Joe, uh, uh, Musa. So at the Johannesburg Theater, the time will be confirmed and I will let you know. And yeah, so let's celebrate Musa's life. Let's remember him as he was. And there's a lot of stories we can tell about Musa Day. Yeah, yeah. And of course, this tribute has really been about celebrating the life and times of Musa Manzini. And I'm grateful and thankful to both of you for making the time to join us this Sunday, you know, to remember him and immortalize his memory for decades to come just like his music. Thank you so much, both of you gentlemen, for joining us this Sunday. Thank you, Nguako. You are amazing and keep it up. Babusi, as we close, yes. Yeah. So we need, I so wish if we just maybe 20 or 500 times, you have just an idiot 
we'll, we'll meet at the gig. Yeah, well, we'll meet you here at the Coffee FM studios, definitely, to have the conversation. But absolutely at the gigs, we will be there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Manager Mark Roth and artist Fusi Kumalo celebrating the life and times of jazz guitarist, educator, and composer Musa Manzini here on the K Jazz Show. Love, peace, you dig, and